The family meeting will take place at exactly 8 o'clock this evening. The president of the country, Cyril Ramaphosa, is going to be addressing each and every one of you. He asked of you to really change your behavior and the behavioral patterns that you do have on a day-to-day basis. And it looks like that has really fallen on deaf ears. And he has to now take some form of action. What kind of action? I don't know. So you better listen up at exactly 8 o'clock tonight. It's Reaction Monday today. It is Reaction Monday tonight. It's Reaction Monday right here on Radio 2097.2 to 100 FM. Good to have you on board on the 11th of January 2021. Looking forward to a great show. It's a great show because it's Reaction Monday, but it's also a great, not so great, maybe terribly not so great show because, again, on a Monday, we have to face the nation and have to say goodbye to one of our trusted soldiers when it comes to the administration of football in this country. And it is no different that we have to say goodbye to Mr. Trevor Phillips. I think when it comes to the contribution that has been made by individuals in making the PSL what it is today, you can never, ever, ever leave out the name the British Bulldog as he was fondly known, Mr. Trevor Phillips. I mean, he'll surely be high up on that list. And also testament to this is the the crucial role that he played when he was at the helm as the chief executive officer, not once, but on two occasions. You can literally say that he played a very, and had a vital cog in the, the formation of the Premier Soccer League back in 1996. But today, the British Bulldog rests, knowing that he played his part in putting together the most professional league, as they say, on the African continent. And a sad, sad way to start the week. But such is the world that we live in today that where the acronym RIP has become so normal on the trends list. And on this very cloudy day across Johannesburg, partly cloudy around the country, I can say that a dark cloud does indeed hang and hover over South African football as the hashtag RIP Trevor Phillips tends to top that trends list. I know so many of you have been part of this show for many, many years, would have had so many things to say about Trevor Phillips. And I do urge you on the WhatsApp voice note number 0605842502, make your contribution verbally so in terms of the kind of role you think he played, the kind of individual that you saw him as. And, and every single time that he was called upon to account on the show, he would do that. And, you know, he was one never to mince his words, Trevor Phillips. And being a British citizen, you know, he'd always also just say, oh, why must I come to you? You know, you're going to give me a tough time with your questions, you know. Why must I answer your questions? But you know that deep down, behind that very wide voice that he had, that there was somebody who grew to love not only football in South Africa, but grew to love the country, grew to love the people that loved football. And he loved them back.
because he saw the passion in South African football fans. I will give you the WhatsApp voice note number uh, before those that want to buy WhatsApp start giving out your details to Facebook and everybody else. Uh, the WhatsApp voice note number is still safe. It's 060-584-2250. Use it as we pay tribute in this segment of the show. There's still lots to come. Tears Galaxy, they've got a brand new coach. We'll chat to both owner and coach, we hope. Um, but yeah, they have confirmed that they are going to be chatting to us. So we, we look forward to that conversation. And we also salute the football that was played over the weekend. And we take your reaction because it is a Monday. I want to go back to what January 2017, uh, when Trevor Phillips came back into the country. And as always, when we knew that he was around, we would put out a call and say, Trevor, please pop around. We want to chat. And he did. Nice to be here again. I know we just had to grab you into the studio here and we couldn't allow you to go back home without having to touch base with us and the people of this country. Well, I feel at home here, you know. I arrived on Friday at the airport. You queue in the in the passport control. I get up to the passport guy and he looks at me. Doesn't look at the passport. He says, Welcome home, Mr. Phillips. Oh. And you know, it actually actually does feel like that. Um, it's amazing after 10 years, you know, so many people remember. And, and uh, so I, I do feel like, you know, coming home when, mm. I, when I get here. I mean, you came through at a stage where SA football at a club level needed your brains, needed mm. just the kind of leadership and stewardship that you brought in. Yeah, I, th I think that um, on Saturday night we celebrated the sort of 10 years mm. of super sport. Um, coverage but I think the the history of the PSL I mean it goes back 20 years now I think it was 96 when we so there was a lot of hard work for 10 11 years to make it a product that Supersport were prepared to pay all that money for um, and it's easy to uh, rewrite history and people tend to forget things like that but you were there you uh, you remember all the trials and tribulations the number of times we've sat across from each other in this studio you trying to prize things out of me that I didn't want to sort of expose um, and that's all part of it but um, that's one of the things I miss most actually would be grilled <laughs> <laughs> our little our little fight but I mean I've got to say this to people is that we had plenty of on air disagreements because you, you had to defend a certain position right. that you had within the Premier Soccer League. But you were, you were man enough never to take any of those personally. Because I would still be able to chat to you on platforms outside of here. And you would be okay. Although on air, they were very brutal. And they were very vicious. Well, that's, that's what journalism is about. That's what it should be about. Um, uh, you know, someone has to hold the administrators to account. They have to. And, and that's... That's part of the function. That has to be a part of the job. Once you start taking it personally, you might as well you know, pack it in and go mm. and find something else to do. Um, but generally, uh, anyway, they, I, I find the South African media generally very very good, very su supportive, because most of them deep down actually wanted soccer to work. Yeah, They wanted a good soccer. They wanted it to work. So... Um, 
although sometimes we were in difficult positions, um, I thought generally they were pretty pretty supportive. Mm-hmm. I've been supportive, which is something that they didn't have to be or didn't have to do because that is not their business. Their business is really to tell the story, reflect, and just say hold administrators to account, but also find out you know certain things that are happening behind the scenes that people are not aware of. Yeah. If there are any shenanigans, then you've got to bring them to the fore. And wanting it to work, and that is what I always say to whether it's the club chairman who will feel that I've been a bit too hard on them, is that we want this to work. When we came up with the whole issue of clubs and their websites, which are redundant, they still have players who have long gone to other teams, but they still have them on their profiles. They lost update to the coaches' forums in, in 2015, but they still have it on their website. Is that That is the strongest tool to have right now in modern-day life generally, never mind just football, is to have an online presence that is attractive, an online presence that says to you, I have got to hit that website each and every day. When I wake up, that's the first thing I want to do. None of these clubs, I mean, there's just a handful. Sorry, let me not say none of them, but there's a handful who make you do that. And and that's that's really sad still. Mm. Yeah. It's, although I've been, I've been surprised at uh, how many of the clubs seem to have sort of, I don't know, grabbed hold of this 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 concept uh, of um, trying to communicate mm. better, because basically they're going to need to. Because it seems to me one of the big problems, and I think South African soccer is going well. I mean, I think the PSL is a very successful league. It's beautifully covered on television by SuperSport, but it has a problem, and the problem is getting fans into the stadium because no matter how sophisticated your television coverage is it's fans that provide the the atmosphere Mm. that bring the best out of teams bring the best out of coaches bring the best out of players Um, it needs that um, that vibrant sort of atmosphere and uh, it seems that um, you know, the, we're not finding ways to get uh, the crowds into the stadium. It's not just in South Africa. Though. I mean, it ha- it's happening all over the world. We have to make it probably more interesting to come to the stadium than sitting in your armchair with a six-pack and watching it on TV. And I know that's a uh, that's a difficult equation to to work because you get lots of television money. Television's objective is to sell digi boxes to um, to new viewers. But soccer's objective has to re- remind themselves that they're in the entertainment business and they can only really entertain if they're entertaining to a live, crowd, noisy, passionate crowd. Um and anyone that can find the answer to that is probably can bottle it and uh, you know, sell it for a fortune. But that is the missing link, though. I mean, we, we've interrogated this a few times, Trevor. I, even, I was even in the process of trying to say to you that, and this is in no way trying to instruct anybody to do anything. This is a personal view that I hold, is that in parting with a lot of money as a broadcaster, 
you should also put there certain demands. Because television, like yeah. you rightfully say, makes things look attractive when you actually see a full crowd. When, you, when you're watching the cricket and it's at the Wanderers and, mm. you know, the boring and everything is going on and there's A.B. de Villiers hitting sixes and fours or whatever. And you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is amazing. Look at the crowd. And they cut to the crowd and they are in full song. Now, a lot of the games, and I would even say nowadays close on... 85% or more of every game that is televised mm. has less than 5,000 people, yeah. if that. Yeah. And for a TV product, that is poor. So you should put demands and say, for us to televise your game, at least guarantee me 10,000 people. We let them all sit in the lower tier of the stadium so that whatever we're shooting into actually looks good. Never mind what's happening in the top tier. That will take mm. care of itself. But that product alone needs to look good. No, absolutely. I, I agree. I saw an experiment recently, uh, where we were shown two goals in two different games. Similar goals struck from outside the 18-yard box to the top corner of the net. One was in a, a stadium that was packed, noisy, the crowd jammed behind the goal. And the other one was in a match in a virtually empty stadium. And the question was, which of the goals... Which was the best goal? Now, for me, the goal in the empty stadium technically was a much, much better goal. You know. But everybody goes for the one in the full stadium because there was the roar of yeah. the crowd and everything. And it, it sort of brings it home how, how important that, um, that crowd reaction is. Because oh. I don't believe a player gives, his, gives of his best. In an, empty in, a, stadium. in an empty stadium. Yeah. Um, I don't think the referees give it their best in empty stadiums. And they've got to find a way of doing it. I mean, we tend to forget sometimes the simplicity of what we used to do. I mean, you go back 20 years and you sort of remember Louis from Chiefs. Yeah, Louis Chakwani. Chakwani, yeah getting out into the townships, getting a stadium, revving. and Now, how simplistic is that? That's, that's very basic, simplistic marketing. Whether we still do that sort of thing, I, I don't know. I don't think we do. Um, in, in fact, I can tell you that we don't. And, and, and that's part of the reason, Trevor. And, and try to tap into your mind because you really got the ball rolling when you were the chief exec within the Premier Soccer League and you put and you put a lot of responsibilities to the clubs to take care of their business and a lot of their business was through the turnstiles and making money based on how many people were coming through. Yeah. So now if every month you're getting 1.5 million rand, um, yeah. you, you're bound to just sit back and say whether two and a half people arrive or not, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, gate receipts are not any longer a significant part of the cash flow plan for many of them. Uh, and yet still they will see that if you suggest, well, give away five, bring in the orphanages, bus in kids, do, well, they see it as giving away the seat. They're giving away an empty the remain seat. seat. Uh, <laughs> empty anyway. <laughs> so it, it's changing a mindset there. But um, it is, it, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to say... It's a, an easy problem to solve. It's yes. not. It's, it's, it's a hugely complex problem. Maybe 
it has to do with making the stadiums a bit more accessible. Mm. Um, a whole range of, of, of things. But um, not be more competitive, just in terms of the other idea, which has got to do with the relegation promotion, where you, you're not giving number 15 another chance to go through the same thing that they couldn't do in 30 games uh, to survive, whereas you could be dropping three, bringing three up, and you keep the competitive levels between the first and the professional division going. Yeah. Look, there are, I was um, in English football when we decided to have the playoff system, yeah. which was widely decried at the time. I mean, it came out of huge criticism. Um, but that actually worked extremely well, and it met mm. all the objectives, kept the interest going um, uh, right until the end of the season for a larger number of clubs, etc., but again, it was much easier. I found it much easier to run a fixture list in the UK mm. than I did in South Africa. You have, you have your good friend called Fcon. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, and when you have your clubs, your top clubs competing in in Africa, mm. it's not like the UK. You, you jump on a flight, you're there in a couple of hours, and you're back the next day. Um, Transport is so difficult to some of these countries, so you're losing your your club for a week for for one game, and um, that that all adds to the to the the complexity of the thing. But I think I think the most important thing is to maintain a reliable fixture list so that everybody plays when they should play. You don't have a team running four or five, six games behind, etc. Um, that, that's the basic of a successful league, oh. is your fixture list. Hi Robert, this is Lalia Albertine. It was very sad for me hearing the passing away of Trevor Phillips. I had the pleasure of meeting the guy on board the flight. We were going to London. We had a chat about football for hours. Just during that time, when the league was reduced from 18 to 16 teams, when Fristin Stars and Rear Stars were sold their status, it just gave me an insight what was happening behind the scene. A very knowledgeable man about the SOC and a very humble guy as well. May his soul rest in peace. Thanks for the contribution it gave to the league and hope his vision and goals get driven by those who are in charge. Rest in peace, Mr. Phillips. Uh, good evening, Robert. And uh, Radio 2000 listeners, Marawa Sports World. Just here, Mark from Estras. I just want to say to Trevor Phillips' family, may his soul rest in peace. Robala Chahoutso. We loved you, Trevor, and thank you for the contribution that you made for South African soccer. And Ambegachem Konto. Thank you very much. Hi Rob, this is Andrew from Rodiport. You know, Rob, I remember when Trevor Phillips came. Uh, we were just af- it was just after we've had the CEO, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ndlela. You know, uh, we had also your Andrew Dipelas. You know, um, uh, but Rob, you know, um, you you have to like like it or not. You know, corporate in South Africa is still very much white. And uh, I, I was not really a fan of, uh, you know, 
getting a foreigner to come and help us with the PSL. However, you have to say that the genius of the uh, executive board of PSL at the time, they were quite uh, progressive and they took a right decision. And indeed, Trevor, uh, Trevor Phillips played a major role in transforming uh, PSL. And uh, you would say that the big multi-million or billion deals that PSL uh, is deriving, it was from the hard work and the face that Trevor, William, uh, Trevor Phillips was uh, for the PSL. So some of us, I mean, all of us in South Africa, we are enjoying this product today because of the likes of Trevor uh, uh, Phillips. So may his uh, soul rest in peace and my deepest condolences to his family. Ah, 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 Marawa. Yo, you know what? I'm hearing this for the first time, first hand on your show now as you, you know, you, you're doing your intro there. Yeah, really a dark cloud is hanging over what Joburg currently and PSL. You know, I know, I mean, this this man, Trevor Phillips, wow. You know, you know, this guy really, today we're enjoying the fruits of PSL. It, it's a product that nobody can, can just smash in one day. You know, the emblem, the, 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 you know, I know, you know, critics would say, no, we we copycats for EPL, whatever, whatever. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, rest in peace, Trevor Phillips. Rest in peace. Thanks. Uh, good evening, Robert and and Beverly. It's it's Vinolia Olain. Um, I just want to say, rest in peace to uh, the British bulldog. Um, that is Trevor Phillips. I remember him. Um, very well. He played a major role in shaping up the PSL. Um, the man brought professionalism into South African football. Um, he laid the foundation of the world-class organization that the PSL is today. And I just want to say condolences to his family and, and friends. It's Ed Lash. Thank you so much, Robert. It's, it's Vinolia here. Bye. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Trevor Phillips. We tend to forget sometimes the simplicity of what we used to do. I mean, you go back 20 years and you sort of remember Louis from Chiefs. Yeah, Louis Chakwani. Chakwani. Yeah. Getting out into the townships, getting a stadium, revving, and now, how simplistic is that? That's that's very basic, simplistic marketing. Whether we still do that sort of thing, I, I don't know. I don't think we do. I must say I'm slightly disappointed Trevor did not use the famous phrase of mambo jumbo. I'll never forget that phrase. Never will forget that phrase. That got me into a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag NSW.